You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I've been trying to get Alyssa Bergamini on the, the pod for a while because she's a crazy Sox fan. So crazy, in fact, that she's the in-game host of White Sox games. So you may not recognize the, the, the name, but you probably recognize the voice. And you definitely recognize her when you see her if you're a White Sox fan. Because she's ubiquitous at White Sox games. So it was great to talk to her, even though the subject that we're talking about makes us sad. Because we're all missing White Sox baseball and baseball and sports of any kind. So I wanted to hang out with Alyssa for a little bit. We talked via Zoom, so you're going to hear me talking about the things that I could see in the background. She has got a White Sox memorabilia collection to die for, and we discussed that. So my guest today on Loho Daily, you're going to love it. Alyssa Bergamini, right here with me. Lots of fun. Let's get after it. As someone who is is always at the ballpark this time of year. Yeah. Getting ready for the season. What's it Mm -hmm. been like to not have baseball? It has been so surreal. Never in my wildest imagination would I think this would happen. I circle opening day in my calendar right when the schedule comes out. So of course, this is the earliest the White Sox have ever had it in their franchise history. So I was like, yes, we get March baseball on the South side, March 26th. It's a Thursday. That's where I'm going to be. Um, I usually get to the ballpark pretty early for all the local news stations that come, you know, whether it's WGN, you know, they have their morning show, ABC seven, NBC. Um, so I know I'm going to be at the ballpark for say 14 hours, 15 hours, depending on how long the game goes. Of course we never know. So it is one of those days that it feels like a holiday to me. It really does. And I love it. And people are always like, what's your favorite White Sox memory? And I always say, I, I love opening day. It's a fresh start. Everyone is excited. Every team starts with zero wins, zero losses. So I was super bummed Wednesday, the day before opening day. I felt like I was, I was most sad then. And then Thursday came. And I was like, you know what? We have to make the most of it. Um, I did a live Instagram and tried to you know, bring some of the fans in, do some trivia. Of course, it's not the same. We're not at the ballpark. So I miss it. And I never take my job for granted. But now more than ever, I just feel like people are going to be like, wow, stadium, people, hot dogs, the sounds, the smells, everything. So we're going to appreciate it even more so now. I just got, because I've joked about this on the air. In my neighborhood, they just steal grills out of your backyard. And I just got yeah. another one via Amazon. I'm okay. really excited because like I, I have actually have like a pack of hot dogs like ready to Perfect. put on the grill 
And I feel like that's a good way to still keep a little bit of uh, baseball normalcy. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to do the same thing. Anything that has something to do with baseball, uh, not to plug our own network here, but I love that NBC Sports is playing all the classics, all the 2005 games, um, even, of course, with Blackhawks and Bulls, because that's not something sometimes you don't have time to do that. You don't have time to go back to certain games. Um, So I've been actually loving that. And just listening to the broadcasters still, I could be doing, you know, other things going on, but it makes you feel a little bit like you're at a game, a little bit of sports in your life. And for sports, it's, you know, a lot of people, it's their escape. But for me, it's, it's work. It's where I'm the best version of myself. So I think that's what's taking a toll on me, if anything. Um, I, I love the people I work with. You know, I never feel like I'm really at work. I'm, I'm at a ballpark. You know, I, I can't ever complain about that. I was even joking the other day, I would have loved this weekend. It wasn't the best weather, but if I was sitting there in a rain delay in the broadcast booth with Gene Honda, those are some of my fondest memories. So I would have taken a four hour rain delay over, you know, sitting at home. (laughs) Yeah. I I was, I was looking at your, your feed and I was sitting there going like, that's exactly like, we all wish that we were sitting in a rain delay. Yes. Instead of, isn't that weird? Like instead of sitting at home, like just wishing that baseball was around. Do you remember right. when you first like got attracted to baseball specifically? So I've been a White Sox fan my whole life. I don't know really anything different. Um, you know, my parents taking me to games when I was younger, I have so many little kid pictures of me, you know, in the stands or in the suites. But so my mom was a teacher. Um, and during her summer, she worked at White Sox. So she worked in the diamond suites. So I think if anything, my love for baseball kind of stemmed from her love from it as well. So we have that strong connection. And I also think when I, not to, I love, I love Iowa. They are the nicest people, but going to the university of Iowa and realizing that they don't have any professional sports teams. I just felt so lucky that I'm, I'm from Chicago, from the suburbs. And I grew up, you know, watching these teams that are historic. We have such a rich history. So I think going to Iowa, being in a small town, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm from Chicago. Like, this is this is what I love. That That is my passion. And I think it maybe clicked most there when I was in college when I could actually appreciate it. I didn't know any better when I was in eighth grade and we won the 05 World Series. I was like, yes, we are supposed to. This is my team I'm cheering for. I'm wearing all your apparel. Yep, of course we're winning. So what was it like for you to be in Iowa where I imagine there were a ton of Cubs fans there? Not- oh, yes. That would be my pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> I know they have the, I know they have their farm system there, their farm team. So I understand that. But it just irks me that you are cheering for a team that you know literally nothing about. Like that's fine. You I don't I'm all for supporting a team you want to support. Pick a Pick a side first off. You're not a White Sox and a Cub fan. You are either or if you are a Chicago baseball fan. And yeah, I would say in Iowa, it was like 90% Cub fans. Yeah, I can imagine that, that that's yeah. exactly the case. I've, I've officially brainwashed a few of my friends to becoming White Sox fans. And that's how I know they are good friends because they will come to a Crosstown game and they'll be like, hey, Alyssa, can we borrow one of your shirts? I was like, absolutely. What do you need? Here you go. Here's a White Sox shirt for you, and you, yeah. can, you can enjoy yeah, yourself. Like you are a good friend. Yes. 
so what's your favorite part about what you do at ball games? Like you're you're kind of like the official host of White Sox baseball inside of a game. So what's that like? It is not something I ever thought I would be doing. It's, you know, it's not like I was in college and I graduated. I was like, I want to be an in-game host for, let alone the team I grew up rooting for. So it all kind of happened very organically. And I have to give a lot of credit to my boss there, um, Dan Milkey. He really saw something in me. So he gave me the opportunity. I've been with the White Sox for, this will be my eighth season going into the White Sox organization. Started out in a marketing role. And uh, four years ago, they, you know, they needed a host to fill in, an in-game host. And during that time, I was the in-game host for the Schaumburg Boomers. So the minor league team, you know, two very different fan bases, very different ballparks. You're going from White Sox, like 40,000 fans on a, on a good day, um, to the Schaumburg Boomers, or maybe there's 100. So I like reaching out of my comfort zone. And if anything, that was a true test. So that was four seasons ago, just started filling in as the in-game host. And then I officially became the in-game host along with um, my co-host, Chris Ackles. And really, no two games are alike. Um, You know, just like life, there are all the ups and downs of it, just like baseball, the ups and downs. So I am constantly challenged. And I think the best part about it is meeting the fans. I meet so many people just on a daily basis when I'm at the ballpark, you know, I'm the one that's on the big jumbo turn with them. And I don't, I don't necessarily get super nervous. I still have that adrenaline rush, but maybe that's someone's first time ever being on the big screen. So what I try to do is make them feel as comfortable as possible. I'm never going to, you know, put someone in the situation where I want to embarrass them. It's all, you know, for fun. And, um, it, it just has been an honor to work for them. And, that's why I was so bummed if anything for this opening day, because like I said, I've been there for eight seasons. And if anything, this season is one to look forward to. And I'm not leaving the white Sox until I work a playoff game. I always say that I, I'm, I refuse to leave. I need to work at least if it's a wild card game. Fine. I gotta do one at least. Well, I remember seeing you, was it white Sox night at, at a bulls game? Yes, and- that was oh God. That was in February. Now that I think about it, cause it's usually in March. And and it it seems like forever ago because even then mm-hmm. you were talking about like getting ready for the yes. the White Sox season. So what was that like for you to to have that and then it kind of be taken away? I mean, we not even just me, but everyone that's in the front office, um, they work all off season. I think people don't understand that. That's a question I get a lot. Like, what do you do during the off season? there's still things going on, even though the baseball season is not technically in season. So we are just making do with what we have. Like I said, I'm trying to still reach out to the fans, keep them engaged and entertained. That is my main goal to just enhance their, you know, overall experience being a White Sox fan. And maybe I could bring in new White Sox fans. Um, So I'm trying to take this opportunity, if anything, to bring in possibly some new fans um, you know, give them some knowledge that maybe they didn't know before. Of course, we're not at a game, but maybe, you know, they'll want to come to a game now. So I'm trying to spin this the best way I can, but yeah, it is, it's very upsetting. And, um, I just feel for everyone, you know, not just in the sports industry, just, just overall. What's your go-to 
food item at Sox games? Oh, I love the elotes. It's in the outfield, a smaller stand, but I usually don't have a chance to eat during the game because I'm running around like a chicken with my head caught off. I'll I'll be, you know, at the Xfinity zone for say the top of the first and then middle of the first, I have to be by the scout seats and I only get three outs. And you know how that goes. They could be really long three outs or it was Mark Burley pretty fast. So um, if I get a chance to eat, I would do the elotes. Of course, I love dollar hot dog Wednesday. Just douse it in mustard, nothing else. <laughs> I see onions too, but that's extra. <laughs> so gotta keep my Comiskey cash. But I also tell people too, even if you're not a White Sox fan, if you're not a baseball fan, come to the ballpark and eat. If I you're agree. looking for somewhere to go for dinner and you don't want to sit at a restaurant, buy a White Sox ticket. You could sit in the 500 level and get some good food. We have, I'm biased, but I think we have some of the best stadium food. I've been to a lot of stadiums. I'm trying to knock off all the ballparks. Um, and I just tell people all the time, just come to the the game and have some food. I'm a street tacos guy. Like the oh, street yeah. tacos, yep. like that's the move for me whenever I go yeah. to, to the ballpark. Out of all the great moments that you've had, doing mm-hmm. games is there one that stands out i loved when um i think it was a glimpse into the future in 2018 when michael kopak made his mlb debut that was the loudest that i have personally heard the stadium as you know being an employee there it was so loud the you know seats were filled everyone was on their feet of course, that only lasted two full innings, and then there was the rain delay. So, or the game got postponed, actually. So I think, if anything, that was um, one of those moments where it just felt so electric, and you felt like everything was somewhat coming together, even though that was in 2018. So I can't even imagine now with this team what it will be like. Because it's been a long time coming, and everyone has been itching for this. You know, we're out of that rebuilding phase. Everyone has been patient. That's just, you know, with any team. And now is our time to be contenders. And I, I, I think the fans deserve it. Everyone deserves it. You well, deserve it. No, that's true. I mean, you look <laughs> at you look at what was offered. Like the front office kind of said, we have to tear it down to build it back right. up. And now there is this build back up. And mm-hmm. you're looking forward to it. And I was at Camelback in February. You right. walk into that clubhouse, you can feel it. You can feel the right. the positive vibes that, that that team has. So hopefully, like, everything gets back to normal for normal sake. Like, I just want everything to get back to normal. But yes. from a baseball standpoint, I can't wait to see what this team looks like. Oh, even at Sox Fest, which is in end of January, I did the red carpet or black carpet interviews with the players. They had such a different energy and vibe to them. They were all just so excited to be there. So I think that was even telling. And that was, you know, before spring training. And I also was um, at Camel the Camelback Ranch for spring training. And that was another game. And we we're in Arizona and so many fans came out for that. And you could just sense how it is different from years prior. Well, I thank you for taking a few minutes to to be on the podcast. I appreciate course, it. I'm, I'm sure that you're like sitting there just like a ball of energy trying to figure out what to do. No. I know every day I wake up, I'm like, hmm, what can I do today? But like I said, I'm trying to use this opportunity to make the most of it. Um, 
What I really want to do is reach out to certain employees at the ballpark that maybe are behind the scenes that don't get as much FaceTime and talk to them so that people can know about them. Like, of course, Gene Honda, everyone knows his voice, but he has an amazing story. Um, even, you know, one of my coworkers, Michael Gomez, he's the one who books all the first pitches and the hero of the game. People are always wondering about that. I get that question all the time. Like, how can I sing the anthem? How can I throw the first pitch? There is a method to the madness. And that's something that they work on all off season. So, you know, they're another bunch that they, you kind of have to just roll with the punches right now. So, um, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. My next step is reach out to the people that I know best so that other people can see just how amazing they are and how, you know, it's a, it's a show when you're at a stadium at a, a baseball game. So who puts on the show? So I'm looking behind you. Yes. Do you like my White Sox bookshelf? I never thought it would come in handy as much as right now doing all these videos. All right. So it's pretty great. So what do we have there? Do we have, we have bobbleheads? So I have my bobbleheads up here. Um, I have a lot of duplicates, okay. but I only put one up of each. So I get all of the giveaways. Which is and a great. lot of people. Yes. So I have so much White Sox swag. So much. Like maybe too much, if that's a thing. I have, I love media guides. I know that's very strange. Really? I love them. That's not that strange. Yeah. That's not that strange at all. Why do you like them? I like seeing just years prior. Um, Maybe like who was even working for what network or what network was covering that game. Um, I anytime I see Scott Merkin in them, I just send him a picture. <laughs> hey, Mark, I see you in here, <laughs> and everyone has a picture. Oh, I mean, you know what? I'm gonna have to find you in one of them. I might be in there somewhere. I'm sure there's. I'll a, look. I'll look super young because I think that they use for a long time. You're they still use, look young. I mean, now with the beard and everything, it's a wrap, but. <laughs> but back, the, the score used to use like the picture that I took, God, back in like 2000. So, okay. I mean, that's 20 I'll, years I'll ago. I'll do some research. You'll see a very <laughs> young version that. of me, probably. So, um, I also have a ton of autographed baseballs. Jose Breo, John Garland. I have um, Yomer Sanchez. Like I have, I have a ton. What's the statue in the middle of the sign balls? Oh, Carlton Fisk. Good choice. Yeah. So, you know, the White Sox mug. I have a lot, and I have so much White Sox apparel. Like, if you were to come in my room, you'd be like, do you do anything else? Like, I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> honestly, isn't that what the White Sox host should be? Yes. I have, I'm full on brand with it. You are definitely. Without even trying i'm just i'm just like that <laughs> i didn't even know that you were gonna wear like a white socks hoodie today and i oh, no but lawrence this is i'm telling you everyday apparel if it's not this i'm wearing um a dress on high school lights it's you know there's no in between there's here. no in between i get it oh. well you know you continue to be a rock star and i'm glad that you had time you. And, and thanks so much for being on the podcast of course can't wait to see you um soon hopefully at the ballpark or at the studio yeah the other both of those things would be great either I way know. i know well next time we'll also have to get some fleck and sign donuts yes that like that is uh celebrate with that yeah that's a good way to celebrate to go get yeah. to go in there and spend like 20 bucks and just all right i i got you on that all right that's what's up i appreciate <laughs> it thanks again okay thank you lawrence bye i'll talk to you bye